my my question was is do you stop him tweeting a lot <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you don't have to. But when you leave the house, I can't stop you. So that, that's a problem. But if we're at home and he's like, I really want to tweet this. Yeah, there's just a lock I'm like, on ben, my just, phone. Just stop. Ben, stop. Hey, another Wednesday, another A Conversation With podcast. The podcast where I essentially relearn how to talk to another human being face to face, since essentially most of my job is locking myself in a room and talking about the news and judging people for a living. And today's person I judged, I'm kidding. Uh, the, actually, the people that I talked to today, because there were more than one, Simply Nail Logical, Simply Ben Logical. Christine, Simply Nail Logical, she, she has a nail art channel, but it's not just about that. It's very much kind of personality. Sometimes they talk about serious topics. Those of a new and successful nail polish business in Hollow Taco, which I'm very excited to see what they do. But really, one of the reasons I invited them on is just, I, I've met them a few times before. Last time they were in town, uh, my wife and I had dinner with them, and they were just fantastic, lovely people. Right? Because when you see people on the internet and then you meet them in person, they're not always the same. That's an unfortunate fact that I've learned over these years, and it's also part of the reason why I probably, before this, kind of closed the door to other people. But they happened to be in town again, I wanted to reconnect, and so we had a conversation. I hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome back to A Conversation With. My name is Philip DeFranco, and today, oh my goodness, for the first time, we have a duo. We have Simply Nailogical, a.k.a. Christine, and Simply Ben Logical, a.k.a. Ben. I know you said not to introduce you like that, but I did anyway. Just, just Ben, you know? Hello. Just I'm like Cher, or like Madonna, just oh, one name now. No, no other Bens. No. Sorry, Shapiro, sorry, other ones. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks yeah. I know your Yeah, I know your schedule was locked in with a KSI and Logan Paul fight. Mm -hmm. Yes. You guys well, were all about it. she was supposed to be on Big the undercard fighting. fighting. Uh, I think, who was it going to be? Was it Tana? Oh wow! No, ben. Just I love that. I don't in, like fights. In the first forty seconds, you're like, okay, so here's who you're against. We're gonna turn this into a big thing. Is that yeah. what you want to see? I mean, I wouldn't mind <laughs> that. I wouldn't know how to. F I'd just be scared. Who, who's your money on in that fight? Obviously, you because you are right here. <laughs> I would just run away. Yeah, because it's because yeah. I'm not good at fighting. Like I just would not want to. It would just be more about endurance. You guys would just circle. She'd chase, maybe. Or are you just saying you're a lover, not a fighter? Right? Yes. Yes. Um, how we normally kind of open up, I'll have already done a little bit of an introduction, but in your words, for someone that maybe hasn't seen you guys before, mm -hmm. uh, who are you and what do you do? I'm Christine. I make YouTube videos, have been for the past five years. Most people know me as the girl who put a hundred layers of nail polish on. <laughs> um, but I also, outside of YouTube, work as a crime statistics analyst for the Canadian federal government. That's wild. And I have a nail polish line, Hollow Taco. So. <laughs> Go to it right Because the, the first two weren't enough. You need to launch a <laughs> yeah. you know, cosmetics company as well. And yeah, and I'm, I'm Ben. I'm Christine's boyfriend. And uh, yeah, at this point, I guess I help her out with the more business side of the mm -hmm. channel and the, sure. the nail polish line, stuff like that. We also work together like in the government, too. So we, we work together in every aspect of life. Wait, really? We spend yeah. a lot of time together. Oh, yeah. I didn't. We work you, on the same floor. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh, that's news to me. I go like this in my cubicle and I go, hi, Ben. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I one. Recommend he's it, not sick of me, right? <laughs> do you do you guys get alone time? That's I what? Well, she doesn't leave the house. So like I'm the one who has to sort of get out and, you know, that, that's <laughs> yeah, the way true. to get some alone time. That's that's where the uh, the tea run started with. That's right. You're like, yo, you're getting texts like, why have you been gone for 90 minutes? Exactly. You've been gone three hours. Yeah, I'm just getting some tea. There's a long line at Starbucks. Wow. Wait, so how long did you guys meet at work then? No, everyone always asks that. No, there were no work hookups. No, 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 no. There's no drama story there. No, no, I'm not looking for that. We met in school. Seven okay. years ago? 
Seven We've been years, dating yeah. for seven years, so we're yeah. practically like an old married couple. We just don't care about marriage. But uh, we actually knew each other, or I knew of, we both went to the same university for undergrad. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the days where like Facebook was a new thing, where like kids would just like add everyone in the same year or program as them. When it was school-based. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had to yeah, had, had a dot .edu. I think they had just yeah. opened it up to high school when we were... Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because you had to be in a university to get a Facebook account. Anyway, I remember like I remember seeing a picture of this girl. I'm like, oh, that girl's pretty cute. I mean, uh, and then like five years later, we both end up in grad school in the in same, the same program class of like well. ten people. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, so I he stalked me. I was for like, five I was like, did, yeah, did you sang. track her for five that, that years? That sounded a lot creepier <laughs> than I thought it would. He picked the program. But at the same time, like, I saw her and I'm like, I, I remember you. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so it's like Internet light connections. In that way. Or wait, when, when did you guys actually meet in person then? Was I it like in, in grad some, school seven years ago. Bullshit sociology seminar in grad school. Okay. Pretend you're smart. Talk about Foucault a little. And it wasn't bullshit. Like, that's my degree. Thanks. <laughs> Which I will say, I didn't know that, that you have like this 200, 300 page. What, what is it? Oh my God. You found my thesis? Yes. I was like, I was like. Just they they, they told reading. me, hey, we found <laughs> we found Christine's thesis. And I was like, OK, I'm a, I'd love to run through that. And they're like, sorry, it's 289 pages. And I was yeah. like, I'll ask her about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were your findings? Oh, my God. That's Wait, crazy. Do you remember? Uh, well, like all YouTubers write books, right? That was mine. I just wrote it before I did YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what it was about? Uh, the pathologization of self-injury and correctional discourse, I think, was my I love title. The, you, the way you, I love I can't the, remember what I that love the, the way you I did it. I think so. It was like years ago. <laughs> the beginning of, you were like, ah, like you're going to be like, it's kind so. of about, and then <laughs> And then, no, I remember it. now. Yeah. I can't imagine putting that much work into anything. That's, that's. <laughs> uh, hello, YouTube, all this. What do you mean? Yeah, but this is other people. This is, this is not, like, how long would something like that take you? Ah. Uh, a year and a half, oh, yeah. I think, is how long it took me to write. Yeah. Like in parts, you write yeah. a chapter at a time or that's, paragraph here and there. That's like, that's, but, I mean, yeah. I know that's like, I know that's like what people normally, I guess, do. In do. School. Yeah. But <laughs> for, for, I think for me now, it's like if I did like one bad thing as far as like, oh, I did a shitty job. I get another chance tomorrow. That's like, if just it's like just, this podcast. it could be horrible. It could just go down in a, in a yeah. ball of fire. There was a chance we were both considering continuing and doing our PhDs. Well, we were because we didn't know what else to do. Like we both applied and got accepted to do our PhDs. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. I got offered a job at Statistics Canada where mm -hmm. I still am today. And yeah. then I was like, I guess I don't need to go to more school if I have a permanent right. job. So, yeah. but yeah, we were just going to keep going until we figured out what we were going to do with our lives. Yeah. And I know that we've, uh, we kind of talked about it a little off camera before I think the last time you guys were in town, but why, why do you guys still maintain that job? Why? Because it's so <laughs> alien for like other creators, yeah. but it's also, <laughs> it's, it's weird to say it's one of my favorite things about you because it, inherently means that I dislike myself for some reason for being somewhat disconnected from like everyday people. But yeah. so I, I don't know. I was interested. Well, part of it is maintaining that connection to a sense of normalcy. Like it would be one thing if we were, you know, working in like the food service industry and all of a sudden you're making millions of dollars on YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah, you're going to quit your job. Right. I get it. But we we were in school for what, seven years to get to where we got in our careers. And we have 
careers, like I think I could speak for both of us, like we both genuinely enjoy what we do at work and see a lot of value in it. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly not for any sort of financial reasons. Yeah. We stay there. Don't if, tell our boss. If, <laughs> if anything, we're we're losing money by staying in that. Job no, I know. Now, That's just from the lost time, right? I guess for, for context, though, like I'm a lot I was a lot older than the average big successful YouTuber when I became a successful YouTuber. I was sure. already 26, 27. And by that time, I'd already spent seven years in a career and done two degrees. So it was a lot it would would be a lot harder for me to be like, never mind my career, because I'd already invested so much time in it. And I also liked it. And I was much older than the average YouTuber. What is like 19 these days when they like find everything. And of course they're going to quit their retail job. Like I would too, if I was in that position and was 19 and found giant success on YouTube. So it's just a different story as to why, like we kept our jobs because we were a lot older. We'd invested so much time and bottom line is we like it. Yeah. So is it, (laughs) the word's probably too deep for it. Is it almost therapeutic in a way yeah that's another thing too like i keep going to work so i can stay sane because sometimes this youtube world is is a lot it's crazy and i'm not that extroverted of a person Mm -hmm. in real life like i'm kind of low-key and don't like that much attention right and somehow i'm here but when i go to work like i'm ignored and it's great Honestly, though, like I just I put my head down, I type my reports and, you know, not that I'm ignored like in a rude way, but everyone has work to do. And I like that. So there's something normal about that that I wish to maintain in my life. for now. (laughs) I have a boss that tells me like I need this done by Friday and I'm like, yes, absolutely. Let me do that for you. So I like having a boss and a normal life outside of this life. I think, I, I think that just means you're a better human than me. No, that's no, no. Cause I'm nope, just I, different I w- story. Okay. Well, I was just going to say I'm at my, so after I sold my company, I technically had different bosses and I was the worst employee <laughs> because I had essentially seven years of, I'm like the Used master of my own world. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck are you? I think it's more that it just itches a different part of your brain, right? Like mm. we don't take the YouTube stuff too seriously. Obviously it's big business and big dollars, but it's like, or like testing edible nail polish on the weekends. We we're don't think we're saving polish, the world, like. <laughs> right? Whereas we'll go into work and like, I think we're actually doing some meaningful work, like research on, you know, the risk factors associated with like opioid overdoses is like a recent project I was on. She mm-hmm. was looking at the outcomes of uh, sexual assault cases and why they don't go to court and result in, in verdicts. You know, mm-hmm. like, like to actually leave work at the end of the day and feel like that's actually meaningful and, you know, that that I think that yeah. keeps us there. Right? Yeah, hearing you guys explain it with that kind of balance, it makes sense. Yes, yeah, scratching different edges. So, if you get that out of work, what do you get creatively or uh, joy wise out of yeah YouTube and these videos? And yeah, well, as serious as a person I am, when I like to sit down and write reports and run data, I also like to just have fun and relax and laugh. So that's kind of what I do on the weekends. I film my stupid videos on Sunday. We have a good time. I laugh about it. And then I post it the following Saturday and a bunch of other people laugh. And I just like entertaining and making people laugh. So it started out like as a creative outlet because I started like nail art. I was Mm -hmm. an Instagram nail artist. That's kind of how my first thing began. And then it transitioned into YouTube and I eventually put my face on YouTube. There was two years where I didn't have a face. It was just my my nails. So I grew into it. It wasn't something that I sought 
out to do. I didn't seek like, I want to be a big YouTuber. Here's my face. That's not how it happened for right. me. I just wanted to paint my nails and show people how I did it. How did you, so what made you, I kind of guess, upload those first videos of you just doing nail art then? So on Instagram, you could at the time post 15 second video clips. Mm -hmm. So I was just posting this. This is like for fun when I came home from work in between writing my master's um, thesis chapters. <laughs> like I would paint my nails just as a creative outlet because I, I really just loved opposites. it. I love yeah. this. Come home, paint my nails, post a little Instagram <laughs> video for fun. I wasn't making any money doing this. I yeah, just wanted yeah. to. But people asked if they could get longer tutorials because 15 seconds wasn't enough. So I started making one minute versions on YouTube. Didn't know you could monetize it for like the first eight months, I think, that I was on. And this was 2014, 2015. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you could, at that time, absolutely monetize it, but I just didn't <laughs> it took know. took a while. <laughs> yeah. It was more utility than anything. Yeah, I just want, I'm like, yes, you requested this tutorial longer. Okay, let me make it for you. Like I was actually just listening to comments on Instagram. I love that. But she had like, you're one of those people who needs to be doing something. Like once she was done her MA, like once mm -hmm. that thesis was out the door, it's like she would come home and be like, I need a project to sink my teeth into. Like I'm a kind of guy like I'll, I'm okay lying on the couch watching Netflix. Like let's just hang out. But with her, like she always needs to be doing something. I I'm, yeah. I'm I feel like I'm I bounce between one. I don't know where I actually land on that because I have this dream. Um, so I'm taking January off. Mm -hmm. I have this dream of doing nothing. But, but will I, you? I know. I think I'm gonna right. go a little bit crazy yeah. and start making excuses to come in. I'll be like, oh yeah, we can You're shoot podcasts. Come up with a new show. There'll be like a whole other oh. channel in February. No, the only way stuff uh, gets created via me is just really chaotic shit. Like even doing the podcast, I was like, we're doing it now. Uh, or uh, we're going to do social videos. Uh, I'm on vacation. I need to see three versions of what this looks like. Uh, and then everyone kind of goes a little bit crazy because uh, the rest of the company properly schedules. And then I just throw a big wrench into it. I think what he's saying is there's going to be a Philip DeFranco TikTok channel in Dude, January. No. <laughs> I don't. I can't wait to see that. I, I look I look through I look through TikTok and I'm like, I'm, su I'm supposed to be making something for this to get like the next generation of like 13 to 20 year olds to care about the news. Right. Which is like the audience that grew up with me. But I just can't do it. I think TikTok I, I, the news. That would be so cool. I, well, young kids are already doing it. They're yeah. like memeing the news. They but are? yeah. And it's like I mean, some of it's like super, super polarizing. Uh, but some people are doing it in like a, a really interesting way. Um, but it's, I don't, I think I've grown up so much with a YouTube algorithm where it's like the longer it goes, I can all of a sudden explain things in more detail, flipping back to, okay, how do you make that? How do you explain something in 30 seconds, which is really an important skill when it comes to the news since it's so hard to consume, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, that makes sense. I, uh, so since you're the first duo that we have on, okay, the duo, um, I want to see what happened, what, 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 what kind of things we can see that are similar in your answers and things uh -oh. that are different. <laughs> and it's not going to be like a quiz on your past. Cause I hate when people do you want do us that. to fight after the, this? The yes. game? Yeah. No, no. Oh man. I was, have you ever done anything no, like that? No, we haven't. We no. should. No, we went on. Like, well, play uh, that kind of game. On camera or for fun? You're like, next week's video. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> no, we, uh, Lindsay and I, we went on a, a cruise and we, uh, we, uh, we were able to get on a newlywed game show. Mm -hmm. We ended up losing to this adorable couple and also learning that, yeah, we don't remember things the same. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but no. Um, all right. So quick questions. I'm going to give you, I'm going to say the question. Okay. I'm going to give you three seconds. I'll count oh. down and then you both give an answer. <laughs> this one is a one word. Okay. Would you rather be rich or famous? Rich. Rich. Oh, oh wait, are you supposed to count this? Now? It's Sorry. fine. No, you, I love that. Why? 
it's not the fame that I care about, but I don't mind being sure. rich. Like, I guess, who, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to be rich? That doesn't make sense. But I can see a lot of reasons why you don't want to be famous. Yeah, one, one yeah. feels like there's more security, opportunity, fame. Although, I don't know. I, I some, some people want to be famous and that's their priority. I see someone who's famous without money, though. That's usually a pretty sad thing. Oh, right? uh, like Bagel Guy. Poor bagel guy. Do you remember him? Bagel guy. He's a person that existed four months ago and then the internet did what it did and everyone forgot. Yeah. Oh. Some uh, racist guy at a bagel shop. I think. <laughs> I think it was sexist, right? Did you cover that in the It's been a it's yeah. been a minute. Um but yes, I did cover it because yeah. it was it was both weird and and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about like the, the cringy stuff. I'm like, we should talk about it, right? Because he said some messed up shit. Um if you could oh I'll wait. Oh wow, seconds. this is gonna be heavy. If you could save the whole world, but you had to kill the person that you're with right now, would you do it? Which Three. person? You or Ben? No, not me. I don't want to make that too easy. <laughs> Three, two, one. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I, was waiting, I, was like, I was like waiting for a cheesy answer of like, they are my world. And I'm like, blah, blah. All right, let's see. We have, oh, okay. And then we can see if the other person agrees. What do you think? And you're not going to be able to say this at the same time. What do you think is your biggest weakness? And you can you can use it as a fault. Is this couples well. therapy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is <laughs> you're like you're like we literally what just did a session here? on this. <laughs> I'm not good at communicating. Like I'm awful at communicating verbally. Yeah. Yeah. I can write everything down and like give me some time to write a, an essay and make my point. <laughs> but I'm not good on the spot, which is why. I'd never do interviews. Hello. <laughs> I will. I will say I was researching and I was like, I don't know where she's talked to anyone. This <laughs> is going to be talk, fun. I don't no, talk to but people. I got like excited. I got like, really excited. Okay. So to communication questions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Help me out with this. One. What's, <laughs> the, what's, what's, what's the worst thing about me? Weaknesses. Well, there's your weakness. <laughs> I can be a little arrogant. I guess that answers go. the question. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think so. As, as far as like the reputation I've, I've, I think I grew up as a person that always like didn't really have to try in school. I could just do oh. well without trying. And that really doesn't do you any favors long yeah. term, right? You don't really learn how to actually work hard because you mm -hmm. can just sort of coast on. And we've yeah. talked about this before because I'm the op opposite. I actually had to try in school to mm -hmm. get good grades. So mm -hmm. I developed like a determination and a realization that you got to put in the work because I couldn't just slack off and get good grades like he could because I wasn't as naturally smart. I'm just being honest. Like I had to try. So yeah. I think we have very different perspectives on that. But we've kind of ended up in the same and spot. So we're a good complement to each other in that way, though, right? Because like you, like you have the work ethic to actually be industrious and get things done. But I can actually contribute some good ideas sometimes. Oh, <laughs> oh, <roasted>. Wow! <laughs> I love that. And then would you wait? Would you both agree with what you said? Yeah. I agree with what he said. What yes. yeah, he, he's a little arrogant. Yeah, I'm aware of her uh, communication skills yes. lacking sometimes because I, I pre-edit her videos, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm the one who gets to see like all the, the bad takes. Of videos. <laughs> like we don't have any outside help with YouTube. Actually. I still That's think probably that's something worth saying. There's no editors, there's no agents, there's no managers or anything like that. So because you can't manage me. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I get, so, you on, I get you on the managers and the agents. I, I, I know that there are, there are people out there that provide benefit, but I'm like, you bloodsuckers. Like, I already have a boss. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, we've, we've thought about the editor thing, but so much of, 
because I think she looks at it as more of like a creative outlet and My hobby. Own little project. If she's not doing the actual video production at a certain sure. point, like why are we doing this at this? Sure, point, yeah. Right? And when when you guys yeah. explain like what you get out of the kind of the duality of <laughs> the dual yeah. the yeah. duality of your life, <laughs> no. But I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It, it feels like less of you just putting out this product and like it's actually the process that is beneficial for I you. I guess yeah. Like yeah. I don't have big hopes and dreams of being on. Broadway or in some big TV video music production or something as a result of like being famous and now I can find all these bigger, broader opportunities. That's not why I do YouTube. It's not a motivator for me. Mm -hmm. I just want to sit in my basement and paint my nails and make <laughs> stupid videos and I can film them myself. I don't need anyone except Ben to, to help me out with those. So we're kind of happy just doing it as we yeah. do. Yeah. At the same time, we're kind of hitting a wall and getting burnt out. So, so we do think about like yeah. what are there aspects to this we could farm out like an editing team, right? But I don't want other people to see all my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to have trust. I would be way too nervous filming if I knew someone else was going to have the footage. Like I wouldn't be able to film. I think this hardly like, explains yeah. why she's done no interviews. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I was like, I'm not you. So I can't like speak to be like, well, actually, but I, I definitely relate to that, that fear. But then I got over it once I realized, oh, this is well, one, it was better than what I was doing, but I also didn't really add personality in my edits. Uh, and then two, it just freed me up. And well, yeah, it, it's a barrier to your growth if yeah. you handicap yourself in that way. I think it's an important have. point, though, like the personality in your edits. If you're, you know, like a baking channel and you just need good aesthetic shots of mm -hmm. a cake, who cares who's editing that video? Right. right? If the, your editing style is a lot of what makes the video entertaining, then I think it's a really different question because then essentially like you're hiring an editor to actually produce what is interesting about your video. And that just feels In your a little voice, weird your us. personality, putting captions over your head. Like I, I just can't imagine someone else writing weird shit about my <laughs> head other than me where I put like weird yellow text or make my face all distorted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think James has like a folder of all like your worst takes? Oh stuff? yeah. A thousand percent. Once yeah. the show is done, my career is done. That's why <laughs> yeah. I got I got to make whatever I'm going to make. Gonna get at exposed. The, that's fine. I've been very upfront with everyone that watches. I'm like, here's the thing. I'm like I am on the podcast, but I'm far more passive aggressive because <laughs> I'm scared of being overtly aggressive <laughs> because I'm just really trying to go through like what's what's the best of the worst options. That's it. Me being yeah. passive aggressive, dismissive, and then just let me grumble to myself in my room. How much footage like if you're releasing a 20 minute PDS, though, right? Like how much is your editor cutting down from? Well, including uh, just empty audio space, probably yeah. 60 to 80 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, it's a lot because so I'll, I'll leave it on bit. and I'll yeah. try different ta different takes. Uh, <laughs> Probably an extra four minutes is me trying to pronounce certain words correctly, which is just infuriating because I still always get like one or two things wrong. A dozen. Dozen. Dude, I, I, I only until last night after saying it wrong nine more times did I finally start saying dazone. I still. It's a terrible name. I resent it. Oh, I resent yeah. the, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's the person you respect most in your life and why? Ben. Other than each other? <laughs> yes, other than each other. Oh. This is I'm not just trying to give you guys points for each other. I love you, honey. <laughs> That's a tough one. You, you want to hear something like kind of maybe too honest is that we sure. have like a very there are not a ton of people in our lives. We keep like a really tight circle in the sense that like we are each other's rocks in a lot of way mm -hmm. and like we have very little social life or we have anything no friends, outside is what he's of this. Trying to say. <laughs> That's not entirely true, right? But do we have some like some idols or people we really look up to. I don't really, 
I really know if that's the case. What about what about growing up then with your with your your child brain, not knowing the full situation on someone? I was like, mine was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, <laughs> which makes no sense. But yes, I really like Christopher Hitchens as a kid. I read a lot of his uh, oh. his work. I was like, I have no idea. Oh, I'm not a smart is. person. He was one of those like uh, back when there were a lot of books about like from new atheists, you know, mm. Sam Bennett uh, or no Sam Harris, Daniel Dennett, those guys. And that was just sort of like a more of like a challenge for your brain to. Uh, yeah, I guess I was kind of like arrogant teenager wanting to get in arguments <laughs> with people, argue about religion and stuff like that. But do you yeah. feel like now that you have kind of more of a, an audience that has stayed the same or you're more careful? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I know the Simply and Illogical audience has changed because it started as um, just people wanting nail tutorials. Sure. Right? And then now, since Ben has been way more videos and we have these little conversations sometimes at the end <laughs> of videos, we get into like more adult topics. Like you were talking yeah. about taxes and wealth tax last time, randomly in a video about <laughs> soaking off your nail polish. Like it's, it's random. Yeah, we're not but. trying to be like preachy or anything. And the, the primary purpose of the video is to just be entertaining and a little goofy, mm -hmm. right? But we do sort of inject almost like they're a Trojan horse, these brief little conversations about. I think real issues like the value of education or why we think Facetune is an incredibly damaging thing to the self-esteem of young girls in school or randomly just talk about taxes for a little bit. And I'm surprised how often like when we get stopped on the street by someone yeah. who's not, you know, like a 13 year old, like there's older people watching. They'll always mention the fact that we have those little nuggets of real yeah. conversations in there as like they thank us for doing that. Like. Yeah. You're sneaking in vegetables. For the first few years, like I never had any of that kind of content, like mm -hmm. opinions or thoughts on meaningful things in life. Um, it was just fun and silliness and nails. But then I guess at some point we just volunteered some information and realized there was a lot of people who wanted to hear more. Yeah. Like they wanted to hear us talk like as real people and have opinions on things. So we just started adding it in in our videos. Later it's not on. like we're getting too deep, though, like we're having like a two minute yeah. diatribe about whether a wealth tax would make sense. It's never. <laughs> it's not the purpose of my channel. Like I just want to entertain and make sure. funny videos. But mm -hmm. we do. We're more open now to including conversations because we realize the audience has changed mm -hmm. and people keep saying like we want to hear more from you and they've said things like we want to see you on a podcast <laughs> so, well i'm glad we did it this time i know that we were kind of talking about it uh, for a second because you were in the studio you mm -hmm. shot a video with my trade. son uh best and then, video ever oh my god i felt so bad for the second <laughs> half like i love no, the first half like, and then, where's trey like that's why i came <laughs> you I felt came bad to for the audio guy again. <laughs> Oh no, he would just be screaming. Like I, I was saying before, it's a, uh, I can't even shoot an episode of the Santa Barbara show. I need uh, like another six months for him to forget that moment happened. <laughs> and then we got it. It'll is he still going to be cute in six months though? Like, is know. he still going to be cute? I yeah. hope so. When do you, when do kids get strange looking? <laughs> like what, what is it like? You just seem like I a guess like shortly before they're teenagers. Yeah. And they're just starting to turn into more real people. My, uh, yeah, real my brain, people. my brain doesn't let me think of like me before 15. Cause it was just a, a nightmare, <laughs> sad situation of just look at that awkward person. Yeah. Look at that. Really? Yeah. Did you, uh, how was actually, so, I mean, we talked about college. How, uh, how was it in like high school, middle school? Well, we were opposites. I, we didn't know each other, but I was not popular, hated going to school. I mean, I loved like my classes, yeah. but I was the kind of person who would eat lunch in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> so no. I just, I just didn't want to deal with anyone. Yeah. I just wanted to 
for high school to be over. And the second it was over, I picked up, moved four hours away, went to university, lived in residence and started a whole new life. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, at, at 17. Did you, were you like, did you dream of that? Of like kind of, yes. you had the getaway? I, I could not wait to leave and yeah. just start over and make my own life. Yeah. Was there any reason? <laughs> I mean, like, you don't have to say anything. it's just a lot of people experience this. I know I'm not alone. Like a lot of people just have really shitty high school experiences. Mm. Like maybe you're just an outcast and maybe there's people who bullied you and maybe you didn't have the best family life and you just wanted to get out. So I realized at a young age, like that's what I needed. Yeah. So I was 17 because I have a late birthday and university began when you were 18 or 17. So I was 17 when I left, yeah. moved away it from my family. Young to, it was crazy yeah. young yeah. thinking back that I just like decided my major and now I'm moving. Goodbye family. <laughs> like, yeah, but it, wow. it really worked out and I'm so happy that, that I did that. Do you ever, now that you are in this place of, it seems much happier than what that was and successful. Do you ever, do you ever look back to any of those people? that you were with. I used to and wonder if they watch my stupid videos. <laughs> no, maybe if they watch, but just like you check in on what they're doing. Cause I know that in my first five years when I was probably my most petty, <laughs> I would, did you would, stalk people on Facebook, Phil? Oh yeah. Oh. I was like, I was like, did, I was like, did you fail or succeed? <laughs> did you fail or succeed? I need to know this so I can figure out if I'm winning in my life. I actually blocked everyone Oh now, shit. Yeah, on Facebook. I've literally looked I feel like to that's everyone. Probably but, so healthy. Earth, right? But I didn't do it because I couldn't handle seeing them. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want anyone to find me, which is now really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, like I was not on the internet. This was a long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. But I blocked everyone. I didn't want to be found. Yeah. I used Facebook to keep in touch with people for school because that's yeah. what I was using it for. Mm -hmm. It was a tool to like get in touch with classmates. Mm -hmm. um, but I blocked literally everyone from my high school. And then now I realize like they can all find me very easily. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, that's that. I feel like that was a, a nice-ish thing of the time because you can't escape it really unless you go yeah. through even crazier steps now. Yeah, we were right on the edge of that. I yeah. Think. yeah. So we got a little lucky. Now, like, kids have their entire lives on social media. I didn't I have Twitter imagine. until 2016. So you <laughs> yeah. won't find any bad tweets from me. <laughs> that's not a challenge, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's not a challenge. Okay, well, bring up Twitter advanced search. There's oh, nothing. shit. I was, I was already like 26 or 27 by that time. So. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence though. Like how many YouTubers talk about the fact that they were like outcasts and loners in high school? I think quite a few of them are maybe just saying that to be relatable because they think that's what their audience wants to hear. But maybe yeah. I think there must be something to it as well, right? Because, you know, is that really popular, you know, star of the football team dating the cheerleader? He's, he's sitting alone in his bedroom filming YouTube videos. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say there's a difference now. Uh, yeah. we, we had Gabby Hanna on and we kind of talked for a second about it. It feels like it's the popular kids now that yeah. are blowing up first. Maybe that's why the new mm. people, you know, they, they <laughs> kind of get under your skin. Maybe, maybe that's why you're like, you didn't have to fight for it. <laughs> you didn't feel weird. Although you were arrogant. Yes. Yeah. Ben had a different high school experience. Were you like, it's not that interesting. I was just, I guess, popular enough. I was like, I was like the lower level <laughs> of popular the population. Enough. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> I was popular, popular enough. enough. Well, I didn't hate and high mine school. Mine will say I ate lunch in the bathroom. <laughs> No, like I was like a band geek and stuff, but I was also getting invited to the the cool people parties. 
but like I wasn't, you know, dating the hottest girls in school or anything like that. Right. I was just like, I was cool enough to get invited to those parties, but not really be like the, you were friends with everyone kind of thing. Yeah. But I also went to a high school that wasn't super clicky or anything, you know, I think your high school experience was much more like you you went to school in a kind of like kind of waspy rich area, didn't you? And all Mm -hmm. like girls with like daddy buying them BMWs. They all had BMWs. And I had a 1995 Subaru Legacy. Oh my God. Oh, I I was lucky I had a car. My grandma gave me that car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Kids are fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, now you're making me think I was like, now they're more horrible because some have Lambos and they're just like making videos. (laughs) What the hell? And then, and then showing off that, that crazy wealth just gets them more wealth. Yeah. We're all going to just, it's, it's going to, you know what? Actually, wait, I, I, I had, I had someone on last week and I, I realized that maybe I'm being too negative about the kids <laughs> and I'm like locking myself in as like angry old, old man. man on porch. I'm like, these kids, they just, I'm like, it's. we can't balance that conversation for you. Sorry though. <laughs> hey, really quickly. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. This is a small little break. If you're enjoying the show, you want to support it and you or someone else are in the need for a high quality pomade, a beard oil, maybe some candles, lip balm, look no further than beautifulbastard.com. It's high quality, ethically sourced, cruel free, handmade in the United States. The pomade is what I trust in my hair every single day. The beard oil, while I can't enjoy it, is loved by so many. And best of all, if you are a newcomer, our newest launches are the variety packs. You know, that way for the lowest cost possible, you can find your favorite scent, your favorite hold. And best of all, today, if you use coupon code ACW, you will get 20% off your order. Of course, remember, it is first come, first served. Also, that code will work just for the next 48 hours. All, of course, at beautifulbastard.com. But that said, uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. We're coming back in most likely from a sponsor. It's a competitor hollow taco. I'm sorry. What? No. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I would love it. They would, they would advertise with me. They're like, Philip DeFranco, he knows the best of the best. Maybe we should talk to your ad people, right? How much for a hollow taco ad read on uh, on the PDS? <laughs> like you need it. You guys, don't you guys Here, sell just, out? Just go like this with your fingers around. <laughs> yeah, hollow yeah, taco. this is the ad. <laughs> oh, I will say, I... Uh, one, I know that you you were embracing the sup meme, but I, I saw that you like uh, you pimped out uh, our have a great fucking day box. Thank you. Oh, I think that was like the weeks, last time weeks we were weeks here. Ago. Yeah. yeah, I think you just gave us. I'm uh, just like because we I don't do like the PR package thing, and I was no, like, oh cool. shit, oh that's like a nice thing. Because I think we gave Lynn's some hollow taco. taco. She got yeah. a PR kit, right? Or you yeah. did? I don't know. Someone she, got she it. did paint my nails. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I feel like people are disappointed that I kind of just went back. Oh. But I uh, I don't know. With you guys coming on, I uh, I decided to almost be a grown-up and for about a week i have filed my nails wow and not biting them <laughs> just trying yeah. to impress us i'm trying i'm so, oh my god i it's the, i'm judging it, you yeah no i know it's the it's my worst <laughs> habit i would i would easily say it's my worst habit it's like i haven't learned in 33 years well once you have nice nails like this then you don't want to bite them <laughs> thanks to hollow taco nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to pressure you into painting your nails although i will say I think that seeing Trey originally, like how did we actually start talking, right? Because it was when Linz posted a picture of Trey with his nails painted. Yeah. Yeah. And she had some sort of speech about how she she wanted him to feel okay about wanting that. And we just thought it was like a super progressive, Mm -hmm. you know, interesting approach to it, right? And since then, I think I've noticed more that we're getting comments from like younger boys who want to wear nail polish. And the fact that they'll see a guy like me who like, honestly, like I don't have any interest in wearing nail polish. I just do it for her. But... And I was talking to Julian Solomita about this as well. Mm-hmm. Like when we get those comments from like a little boy saying it means a lot to them to see like yeah. a guy wearing nail polish. Like 
Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard those comments too. Um, so 10% of my audience on YouTube is male and I'll occasionally see a comment like saying, I watch you even though I'm a guy and I really like, sometimes I want to paint my nails, but other people think it's weird. And you've given me confidence to know it's okay because they see Ben and like, it's not a big deal. Do you have nails? Then you can paint them. Yeah, I mean, it's like so. what the, the celebra- celebration and normalization of mm-hmm. this thing that it's, I think, and maybe it's maybe it's going away more and more. And it's easy for me to think that while we're in California, right. but, yeah. you know, it's th- of like people immediately associating something to something that they've deemed a negative. Right. Because yeah. I don't know our, our policy with with Trey and he's only five. Right. And people the Internet's great because they want to award me father of the year for like not fucking up yet. I'm like, just <laughs> wait, wait till he's 18. Um, but it's just like just let them try if it's not going to yeah. hurt them. Let them know that some people might react a certain way. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's not like it's going to change him. I think I, I'd much rather have the conversation of, yeah, I feel like my dad let me try stuff. than they yeah. really were weird about this one yeah. thing. No. And I, I I mean, we're not parents, so but we are, I guess, mom and dad to some people. Yeah, but I think it's just a, like I think it, it's just but. a human thing. And yeah. you don't necessarily have to have uh, kids to have like that mindset of I mean, you guys, you said you have a younger sister. Right. Three years younger. So Three years. I'm not, not saying I'm not, not a saying, baby. I'm not but. saying she's. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. did you. Well, maybe I'm completely wrong. Then did you take care of her or you were just like, no, you guys hated each other? No, no, no. Um, we hated each other in high school, but who doesn't? <laughs> but then after that, we're we're really close and we still are. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's just caring about another person. I yeah. think I think maybe I'm minimizing what it is to be a parent. I don't think so. No, I think that's a good point. And I really liked the Trey video for that reason, too. I mean, people thought it was entertaining and Trey's really cute and awesome on camera, obviously. (laughs) But I got a lot of comments, too, saying, like, that was so cool to see, like, Trey, a young male child, Mm. put on nail polish. and like (laughs) young male child. Whatever. (laughs) Young male (laughs) child. (laughs) Are you lizard people? Are you lizard people? Can we borrow your young male child for a video? It made a lot of people feel good because maybe they have kids who want to experiment with nail polish and they have relatives who think it's weird. And it's like, no, what's the big deal? It sends a good message. So I think that it's Or maybe we just want to sell more nail polish to a broader consumer (laughs) market. I mean, you do have that secondary reason. (laughs) It wouldn't hurt you. That's right. No, to kind of maybe it's connected to to Hollow Taco a little bit. You kind of said uh, that you were kind of hitting a wall getting burnt out is is it because of all of the things or is hollow taco still in a place where that's like an escape or a side thing like i'm interested in i mean i always love projects so here we are again (laughs) um but hollow taco i've always wanted a nail polish line i mean like why wouldn't i in my with my history of just loving nail polish for years and there were offers to do it like four years ago that would have been large companies very lucrative <laughs> deals but we just weren't confident in their ability to actually do what i wanted <laughs> yeah and it was Which more of like quality. a quality yeah. yeah yeah well especially in that space it's like if you <laughs> if there is a misstep it will it seems like it will follow you forever yes it's very dangerous <laughs> game to be playing like i yeah. i i will say i i've talked about it before i used to think that the news and like just like the political sphere most volatile no Makeup and beauty. The beauty community is <laughs> is wild. Yeah, Which, I guess the nail polish stuff's kind of on the peripheral of that, but yeah, yeah. I guess we're kind of like beauty guru adjacent. Yeah, well, and I guess because it's like you're not. I don't completely f- fit in, but like they'll be my friend <laughs> on the side. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, but you're not like you're not directly competing with like all the people that just yeah. launched. I'm stuff. not their competition. No. I'm not beautiful enough, you know, and I'm not selling makeup palettes. Oh, but what if one, once they realize like Holotalk was big? What if uh, all of a sudden we start seeing? 
like more people. Yeah, it's like nails. I think we're safe because the profit margins on makeup are are amazing relative to nail polish. I won't, yeah, yeah. I well, I've, I was like one I've heard, and then two I watched the uh, the Shane Dawson Jeffrey Star doc, and I was just like, fuck my god. <laughs> like the only thing How that much work it is. Well, not no, no, no. I I I uh, I, uh, I I skimmed through the the amount of work and the number of people, and I just looked at the margins, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Like we watched that series keenly because, yeah, we wanted to see if some of the margins and things kind of confirmed Cost some goods. ways we were approaching our business mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah I, awesome. I wonder what like the longstanding impact of that is going to be, because it feels like now people are going to use that and be like, well, where's where's a similar deal? Like whether it be <laughs> yeah. merchandise, which I that's that was I think as far as like seeing Shane's journey and stuff like that, that was the most interesting because the business side is once, yeah, it's a part that no one talks about. It's Mm -hmm. all super scattered. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so when's your makeup line coming out? Well, I was going to say so many people have been like, all of a sudden, I think non-traditional people, no charge, (laughs) non-traditional people in the space, uh, have been all of a sudden, I think looking at it, but then, so I wonder if there's genuine interest, if there's going to be kind of like a wave of cash grabs um, or if people are going to be like, well, it's no, you're, you're kind of coming in second. It was like when people tried to rip off Shane's doc style sure, after, sure. after he did it. There is a lot of beauty influencer. Collabs. It's already like, pretty saturated. A, it's a saturated market. And I see that feedback just from people in and, general. And the Shane case, like, is that a precedent or is that like a lightning in a bottle situation? Mm. Like, I don't mean this as any criticism of Shane, but you literally have a guy who like, to be honest, like he's not an expert in makeup. He's just new to the space. I believe he was doing it for the right reasons. But like a guy who doesn't know much about makeup selling to an audience who I don't really think most of those people even cared about the makeup side of things. They just he had an audience of people who are willing to financially support him because because they love him so much. Interesting. Like, could he did it even have to be makeup he was selling? Well, I mean, he what he had the different makeup, the merchandise, yeah. um, bags. There was other things. Oh, but like all of it, all of it sold out. It didn't matter, I guess. Is yeah. his point. If it was the eyeshadow or the the pig bag, right? So if the, if it was less about the appeal of the actual release and more about the support, and that was sort of the framing of the series, well, right? Like the very first episode was, you know, mm-hmm. I know everyone assumes I'm a really rich, famous YouTuber, and like, yeah, I have money, but I'm not on the Forbes list like Logan Paul, right? Sure. So it was almost like the framing of the series, like this is my way of actually making the money people assume I have already. (laughs) I'm just playing catch up guys. I just don't want those sites to be lying. (laughs) It's funny when he crashed Shopify though, because that's, that's a pretty insane moment. When we launched Holo Taco, we talked to people like, is there any risk of this happening? And they're like, no, never. Kylie Jenner launches products on. And uh, the website's fine. So we're like, okay, we're fine. That's the best advertising. To sell like over a million pallets in the course of a few hours when no one could even get on the website. That's yeah. That's some next level shit. That's I, I watched that both amazed and feeling so shitty about myself because <laughs> I, I well because like my success is a different. I'm like oh shit, we moved several thousand units in an hour, crushed it, and then and then Meanwhile. you see that, and then yeah, and then I'm like, I'm like I'm like yeah, sure it's different, but but yeah, I think it's just. It's one that that audience that probably uh, I mean, <laughs> always to bring it back to TikTok. It started, <laughs> you know, started young, followed, really like gravitated towards someone uh, where. Yeah. But I don't know where you go from here, I guess. I, I think where we still Shane have those from here where Shane goes, where yeah. a lot of these guys that we, we think of kind of like you wouldn't say top out because it sounds like we're saying that they peaked. But like, where do you go from such a massive success? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's you can replicate it, but I don't know. Depends where you want to go, right? Uh, where do you want to go? <laughs> Not off the no. platform, right? <laughs> off this podcast right <laughs> no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> no, like 
I don't have the same, like I mentioned earlier, like giant hopes and dreams to be some a movie star or something that mm-hmm. other people like, mm-hmm. like Logan Paul is an example who of someone who said that he has these hopes and dreams to be the biggest Hollywood star. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I don't have big plans to do that. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. It is kind of weird when like people use YouTube just as a stepping stone to get somewhere else. Right. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. going to begrudge them for, for approaching it that way, but I, I think we've always appreciated the creators who like just respect the platform and art form for what it is. And mm-hmm. you know, it's made it a lot of, it's made millionaires out of a lot of people who have like no business or in no other context in life would have become this successful. So I know it's like yeah. really popular to just shit on YouTube because they make mistakes. They're not perfect. Right. But We've always been a little more, I think, friendlier understanding of. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a rough. I think yeah, it's taken me years to realize what a hard spot on some issues for them, like this COPPA yeah. one hundred seventy million dollar uh, settlement. Yeah, and like yeah. January's gonna come around, and even though it's the FTC, everyone's gonna say fuck YouTube, and I'm just like, ah, guys, I don't know what. To, uh. Yeah, but there's yeah, there. I mean, it's young enough. They're still putting out fires, right? Like when you know, pedophiles are putting timestamps on videos and like all of a sudden this video maybe isn't monetized anymore. Sorry. Sure. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. But I mean, like how many YouTubers did we see just saying YouTube, you're taking like food out of my mouth because their AdSense is going to go from a couple hundred grand a month down to like something less, right? Sure. Because you can't monetize your kid in a unitard anymore. Like, come on. Like when we see that, I don't know, it's hard for us not to judge people who with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, it's one of those things where I was, I was without the settlement. I don't know if the story got, would have gotten that big just because when there were kind of adpocalypses in the past, you always had kind of all the main top YouTubers or like people that adults normally watch talking about it. But Mm -hmm. the, the family channels have gone through like a series of hits, but it's super underreported because it's 12 year olds watching the content. Mm -hmm. And so, and I feel like based off of before the the COPPA or the the fine and the settlement, it was thanks to two channels. One of them was uh, Colleen Ballinger's sister, um, yeah. just kind of like bring it into the the ecosystem. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I maybe we'll look back at this time as like these were the glory days, man. AdSense was yeah. flying, and who knows where it's going, right? I mean, I've been demonetized a few times too. Really? Yeah, oh. actually, my most popular videos demonetized. Was it Troom Troom coming for you? <laughs> no, yeah, it's conspiracy. No, it was the, the Return to Polish Mountain. It was my follow-up video to the 100 Layers video. It was retroactively demonetized. I think it has like 27 million views on it. For my, profanity. For right? profanity because I said fuck in the first 30 seconds, even though I bleeped it. I hate that. And then, I hate so that. the That's whole so video, stupid. I can't make money off it anymore. But they demonetized it like three years after it was up. <laughs> And they play so, it at like YouTube parties. And they play it at YouTube events as an example of like, here's some of our creators Dude, who've done amazing yeah. things. But like that video also can't have ads anymore. <laughs> That's infuriating. That's like the 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 less polarizing. Like uh, I'm not that bad. That's what I'm like. Really, really. Hey, we we heard we we knew the intent behind what that bleep was. That, that polished mountain video. Oh no, not it's appropriate too, too for much. advertisers or children. No. At the same time, you'll never hear us complaining about about yeah, the I financial situation. Yeah, I never even mentioned this before, actually. I don't think anyone, I never mentioned to my audience that Polish Mountain was demonetized. <laughs> they're going to rage. Now they're going to riot. They're going to okay. rage. It's okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it is because we, we do still work those traditional jobs and 
I was going to say like, know the value of a dollar. I mean, I don't mean to be condescending, <laughs> but like when, <laughs> so when you never we, grew we out make of it. in a month on YouTube, we'll make more than we'll make all year working our day jobs. Yeah. So hey, that seems insane to us, what right? What if my boss is watching? <laughs> my boss watches your show. Really? Yes. I'm always, I'm always, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm always surprised who watches. My my number one thing, well, (laughs) for the podcast, it's usually kind of twofold. I'm like, one, oh, you actually watch the show. And then two, actually, I'll ask this question to you. Why did you come on to do this? Yeah. I mean, I I I never talked to people. Well, I just, no, but I just, I mean, I asked and you said yes, but why do you say yes? Like what goes through your mind to do, especially for you guys, this thing that you've never really done before? I just know like a lot of our audience asks for it. Like they want to hear yeah. more of us talking and yeah. we don't really, I mean, it's our choosing, but we don't make it. So we have a platform where we can just freely talk. Like we don't post videos right. that are long and of just us talking. So we don't have much of an opportunity to do that. And we don't really want to make an entire podcast. It's like the, the same reason we, we go to VidCon. It's just an excuse to have fan meetups and not have to be the ones who organize it, you know? <laughs> okay. So we're using Phil? We're just, we're just using your we're platform using to, talk to talk to, to you guys. <laughs> that take them. It's fine. I love that. Why did you want to have us on? I thought it'd be an interesting conversation. Just because, yeah. I mean, because uh, last time, well, you maybe have done other visits, but when you guys came out for VidCon, uh, one, I like that I actually got to to meet you guys without a camera in all our faces. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's, even with this podcast. But did it happen if it wasn't? Well, recorded? no, it, it did happen. There's no and video evidence. Like, and like half the reason why we even take, uh, we have sta- like staff taking pictures when we start is because I, <laughs> one, when we were talking about places where uh there's kind of a policy of like hey let's not do any like social media stuff like that's Mm -hmm. always been a policy at our house every now and then we would have someone that didn't really listen because they didn't think the rules applied to them um but i feel like that's a a big part that's that's lost is getting to know a person without the the camera and it's not like i super know you because we had a I think that meal was way too long. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I think they were like taking their time. It was was like two, three hours. No, it was great. Uh but I don't know. I just I thought it'd be it'd be fun to kind of expand. But it was also I felt uncomfortable, like just springing it on you all like, hey, yeah. while you got because then it feels right. Then it would have felt transactional. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm giving you my kid. <laughs> and now you have come to on. Now you on do my podcast. podcast. You yeah, have to yeah. do it. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying, because yeah. early on, I would say we did a lot of clouds with people like we didn't even know. And I think looking sure. back, we wouldn't have. We learned. We Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah, not a best. It's really nice to actually meet someone, have a meal with them, yeah. get a drink, sort of actually get to know someone. So now, like in the past two years, I've only collabed with uh, with people who I know and like feel sure. like we're friends kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why I don't do as many collabs. <laughs> well, I was like, who have you collabed with? Sophia. We've oh, done right. a few times. Yeah. Um, Threadbanger. Yeah. Robin Crin from Threadbanger. Um, They've been around for a long time, YouTubers. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah wow. 12 years Before YouTube was YouTube. I think. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I've been asked to collab with a lot of people and it's, it's not anything against them or their channel or that I want to associate with people. It's just like, if I don't know you, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I would much rather someone say like, Hey, do you want to hang out? <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. like I'd like to meet you and then hang out. And then maybe if we like each other, but like, what can we put, <laughs> I want to go on a date channel? first before <laughs> we get into bed. You know? <laughs> I like that. I mean, I just, yeah, there is something that's a little bit there's a little bit and I feel like old YouTubers saying it, but it's like I do miss some of the the kind of just hang out, not film it sort of yeah. things, mm-hmm. um, even though some people would always film. But it feels like there always does have to be a purpose behind it's it. It's harder to get yeah. to know someone when the camera's 
right in your face, like at the beginning, because you're not sure to what extent someone is performing. And there's always right? this weird thing, like, is this an internet friendship or are we actually friends, yeah. right? If all you do when you get together is film things, like, yeah, are we actually friends here? Mm -hmm. Like, I always wonder about like Dobrik's crew, right? All they're doing is filming, you know, Zane gets wasted and he f films him, you know, hurting himself. Like, are right. they friends or are you using your friends like potential alcoholism for content? Like, are you buddies? Like what's going Where on? Where is there? the line? That's a, that's an interesting yeah. question. Yeah. I mean, the way that I've, the way that I've heard of that, those being filmed, it, it feels like it's a mishmash of like people that definitely like each other, but it's super organized, yeah. which based off of like what they put out, I think it, it kind of reflects that. Mm -hmm. I, uh, but I feel like it's, that's a very unique <laughs> situation yeah. and there's probably, you know what, there probably is a pressure to, to maybe do things that you normally wouldn't do when everything gets like five to 8 million views and sells a fuck ton of shirts. You always have to keep upping yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> well, that was like the prank problem. Mm -hmm. We were just like, how, More extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how can we do it from here? Yeah. And then someone almost dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. I would hate to see that. On our channel, it's just like your nails are going to explode or get hurt one day. <laughs> well, didn't you? I, I only Too saw, many experiments uh, on Ben. I was like, I saw the video and then I saw you <laughs> tweeting about it. Was there, what was with the nails that like. The exploding it, one? Is that what it was? They come off. They like. They, yeah. I, they, I, I like that. Yeah. I just did a sound. Like, blah, 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 blah. They like bubble off and it's. Yeah. It, so it's industrial paint stripper or uh, a, uh, we, a derivative. We suspect it's we industrial. We think paint. it's industrial paint stripper and they're marketing it as like a gel nail polish remover. But you know how paint stripper behaves? Like if, if you put it on a rim for a car, sure. it'll it'll like bubble, up, bubble yeah. up. That's what happens on your nails. But it's the same shit. That's so they're yeah. selling it in a bottle for you just to use on your nails, which I don't think is safe. So like the doctors covered it and like yeah, used her footage. Show, yeah. It was pretty funny. What did they say? Well, they basically confirmed they, the same they, thing we they said. They said exactly what we said. But they're doctors. They're, they're doctors. Right? <laughs> it's in the title. Yeah. Just the doctors so, In case said. you ever wonder. <laughs> the doctor stated the obvious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> don't put paint stripper on, on your hands. Nails, yeah. Yeah. You learn something every day. Yeah. But thanks for uh, testing His it on nails me. Are I really okay, appreciate it. By the way. You're, yeah, I was like, how much? He's I was okay. like, how much googling did you do before you put it on? Yeah, good question, <laughs> Phil. How much googling did you do? I was like, it feels like you know how to research for a living. Well, like it can't be me because then simply neological is over. Actually, so. that was one video where it kind of ended with us a little angry at each other. I'm like, oh what really? Did you just put on my nails? Yeah. I knew it would be fine. I, I didn't touch your skin. Like I've touched paint. Here's the thing. I worked in a car shop growing up because my dad owned an auto body shop. I've handled paint stripper many times. I used to literally put it on rims myself. I have eczema permanently yeah. because of handling paint stripper, I think, on one hand. <laughs> I Seriously. No, I I, it <laughs> aggravated it when I was like 14 years old. And I'm yeah. convinced that that's why this hand is all messed up. We can ask a doctor. We could. I'm suing my father. <laughs> I'm suing my father <laughs> so for I've this permanent it, damage. Like, it's fine. You're fine. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Wait, so did, did you know how, like, did you know how to work on cars or? I did not work on cars myself, but my dad owned like uh, a body shop where they repair okay. cars. So I would do rims. I would hand paint the insides of custom rims when oh, like, wow. a client wanted like a black insert. I would hand paint it because I was good at painting, I guess. So when did you ask me to help? When did you discover that, that you were good at painting? I guess in high school in art class, okay. I just liked it. Like I'm not really that talented at painting a portrait. I can't paint a portrait of a, of a face or anything realistic sure. at all. But there, I have, I guess, good abstract skills. <laughs> Which is what you say, like when you want to be creative, but you don't know how to paint. paint. Yeah. I love it. Uh, when you were talking about, because I'm not going to ask the, what are you going to do in three to five years, right? Because you said you were talking yeah, about the future. Thing, no. no, but what do you, what do you see as success then? 
from here? Is it kind of, cause you have a good amount of success. So is it maintaining it? Is it growth of some sort? What kind of growth? I think what we've talked same. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's would be su- that would I would consider it's a, it's a coin flip. It feels like yeah. What we think about a lot is making sure we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I think so. If we're to continue doing this, it's not just because it's, AdSense yeah. is good. It's not because sure. like we're not selling nail polish because we want to make millions of dollars. Like. Yeah, that's our motivation not why. hasn't First been. First of all, money. profit margins will not allow that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's not our main motivator. Yes, people run businesses. Yes, they make money, and that's fine. But for us, like, my main motivator wasn't just to get money for my subscribers. Sure. I really wanted to make a cool, funky nail polish brand that people love, that people want from me. Right. So. Yeah, and it could outlive yeah. the channel too, because right, mm-hmm. like, is the channel going to last forever? No, right. I mean. There's like the odd unicorn like Jenna Marbles who can do this for 10 years. But other than that, you know, so, uh, you know, I think we only want to keep doing this as long as she's genuinely enjoying getting on camera on the weekends. Right. And it's not always easy. There's some weeks where it's like. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just be sort of chilling and, you know, I have hollow taco stuff to work on and stuff like that. I'd rather but. take my swatch pictures, <laughs> like, which I was doing all week before coming to LA was taking swatch pictures. Yeah. So I, it's not that we think like, oh, in five years, I want to make sure we have 12 million subs and like, like it's, we sure. don't have like goals in that yeah. sense. It's more like if we're making YouTube videos for the foreseeable future, I hope we're only doing it because. Because we like it. Yeah. It's something you genuinely want to do. And fortunately she has an audience where it kind of seems like. We don't take this for granted, but it doesn't have to be nail polish related. It could be her mm-hmm. like cooking a meal. Like she could do basically anything, and there is a core audience that's going to watch that. That doesn't mean we're just going to make was a bunch a while of like, low effort content. I couldn't but. though. Like for a while, I was strictly nails, and when I made a video that was just about my cats or like something random, people would be like, "We want nail polish." Or like <laughs> yeah, but then you yeah, I feel like you just have but to it, shed it's those grown. people. It's, yeah. it's evolved, yeah. and now there's people who watch not even because of nails. I have tons of people who watch and they don't paint their nails. Sure. Yeah. Well, so I, I really like because. When, I, when we were talking about the business, I was like, in my head, yeah, it was this cool thing. I thought maybe you were doing it for sustainability in the sense of so then you can continue making the content. But mm-hmm. I really love the idea of it's like it's for someone and their experiences, right? It's like it is, I guess the, the question I want to attach to that is, is there a, like a first or a second time that you remember nail polish really mattering to you or feeling like really cool? In high school is when I started painting my nails. Yeah. I was I had like a different color on every finger and I'd paint a stripe down the middle. This was before nail art was on the internet. Sure. <laughs> there was no Pinterest when I was in high school. There was no Tumblr. But I've just always been into it. And I just liked being funky and crazy. I have different colors on my hands at all times. Like it's yeah. not because I'm, you know, I need to have specific French tip manicures to look like Vogue or fancy or whatever. <laughs> I just want crazy sparkly nails just because I think it's fun. So. But it's just like, well, when you're asking us this, like where we think, see things going and like what success means to us, I guess we're not the type of people who actually sit back and like think about what that five year, 10 year plan is. And like, why do we work so hard for all of this? It's just because I think just because we enjoy doing it. It's not like it's it's the journey, not the end or whatever sure. that expression is. Right. Like we're like killing ourselves working like between the job and the nail polish business and YouTube videos. Like it's basically like having three jobs. Yeah. And I, there are times where we look at each other like we're crazy. What are we doing? But <laughs> I also like wouldn't give any of those things up because we just I think genuinely enjoy all of it. And, you know, I, I think we're both people who need a reason to get out of bed in the morning and do something right. I don't want to be sitting around eating grapes and watching Netflix 12 hours a day. So, 
you know, it's, it's not about like hitting some sort of end goal. It's more just while our bodies are allowing us to work 18 hours a day, we're going to do it. While I'm still kind of young, I'll do this for as long as I can. If you had, if you had to let one of them go of the three Uh things. (laughs) What would you take to the island kind of question? Yeah. Yeah. So three things being what? Uh, YouTube, job, day job, YouTube, and Hollow Talk. Oh, yeah. oh my god, no! <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> there's a pro and a con. It's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> this is. I think it would have to be the day job at this point, right? But if you were asking me ten years from now, mm-hmm. you know, what am I going to be doing when when we're in, when we're in our forties? What are we going to want to be doing? Making goofy 12 minute YouTube videos still like who knows what it's going to look like at that point. Right. But I could see myself actually getting a lot more enjoyment and satisfaction and meaning in the kind of work we do for the government. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or running hollow taco. Right. There's so much more we could be working on behind the scenes if we weren't busy making videos. But right now, like I use the product in my videos, so they yeah. kind of complement each other. But in the long run, yeah, like I don't know if I'm going to be making videos in 10 years, but who knows? Maybe I'll be making like, here's my overnight oats recipe, everyone. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I you did that three weeks be. ago. Yeah. I think we got to do it. I was like, I was, yeah, like, I, I was like, Lindsay and I, I wonder how many couples watch you because Lindsay and I like that's it's like you and Dobrik. Well, you, Dobrik and uh, Safaya are like the ones that we wait for each other. Otherwise, we can watch oh. solo. <laughs> and so I watch went, without me kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, and she gets, yeah, she gets so angry. So angry. If <laughs> well, we... I remember the very first time we met you was at the streamies, right? Uh, what was this three years ago? Cause she was nominated for breakout, for breakout creator. And you were announcing it. Or yeah. The, Is that what it was? It. And you oh, gave yeah. this interview we, we found where you basically oh, yeah. said, yeah, my wife made me watch this like nail polish girl. And I think she's really I funny. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really interesting. Is that the year that Liza won? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that bitch. Liza Koshy. No, I love Liza. No, join in. Liza, that's, I'm going to use it in the intro. You know, my, no. sister's, my sister's favorite YouTuber is Liza. She's one of the most likable people. She came. <laughs> I felt like such a piece of shit. She came in here and hugged literally everybody on staff. I feel like she knew everyone's names by the time she left. And I was like, who are you? Yeah. How is this not possible? Human, alien. I was yeah. like, I go in. I just try not to make a mess. And then I leave. That's it. Yeah. But I only brought it up because not because it's only the first time we met. But I think that was a moment where we realized, like, yeah, she's not going to be winning awards over Liza Koshy. Like, let's not kid ourselves. (laughs) right? No, it's true, though. Like, I didn't didn't want to. We know what it is. And because it's also we're on the peripheral of this. Like, as soon as people hear, like, she works and then YouTube's almost like a part time thing. They think I don't take YouTube seriously or I'm not that invested. So there's also kind of that disadvantage to Mm -hmm. having a job outside YouTube because people think I'm not fully invested or I don't care that much about mm. YouTube. But which the is not streamies true. was the first time I think that first one where like people like you like came up to us and said really nice things. And then, you know, Jenna and Julian uh, came up and said they really appreciated our content to have people that we really respect on the platform and like and watch their content for them to say they like what we're doing or like that it reminds them a little bit of old school YouTube like that's worth way more to us than a yeah, streaming award. A lot. Yeah. Was that was that kind of maybe one of the first moments that you felt part of the YouTube community or do you feel like you're part of the YouTube community in that sense? Yeah, I think the streamies thing kind of brought it together. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we don't come to L.A. much like we live up in Canada. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you're like, I stay. So- Stay there. It's safe. <laughs> yeah, it's safe in Canada. Let's go back. Our flights. Well, most tomorrow. Canadians leave, right? And uh, every yeah. Do most, they really? Most Canadian YouTubers like they're oh, they just they're can't classified wait as to. Canadian, but then you look where they live, and they all live in LA. 
So, yeah. Well, I feel like that's so not as necessary. I feel like it's definitely like it, it's the idea of what it is where, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a, at least, especially for like the people that are vlogging, like I don't need to see 20 different versions of LA. Just no. show me like what it's yeah. around, like what it's like around you. But yeah, people come here for opportunities and working with. Yeah, but unless you want to be the voice of like a mouse in a Pixar movie, why do you have to move to LA? Bad example. But <laughs> I was like, is that a specific reference? Or? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like, that's actually my fourth dream. <laughs> yeah, I, I right. understand why people move to LA. There's so many more opportunities to do things and collaborate opportunities with people what, though, and, like, and businesses. Well, to, just because all yeah. other YouTubers are here. No, not not just YouTubers, but like makeup collabs. I don't know. A lot of them are LA based, so yeah. it's easy to talk to the company if you just live here. Mm-hmm. There's events events are a huge thing especially in the beauty community none of which i'm invited to but <laughs> you want to go you want to go tripping with really. tart <laughs> you're like you you're like guys wait what what <laughs> you, you never heard of that there's some makeup companies that basically just like fly influencers to like exotic islands on these luxurious oh vacations. for like releases yeah just to for, like, you know for promo post our palette yeah. a few times and we'll send you to bora bora oh wow yeah you it's not a bad gig. You know? It's a huge thing. Yeah. Me? No. When you get when you, you say don't watch like, all the beauty videos. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch when when the the teeth come out, and I'm okay. just like, oh my god. Oh, that's <laughs> what you like. That's what I. It's hard to ignore. It's, Show us your recommended video section. Oh, right <laughs> Is now, it all a bunch of tea channels. <laughs> no, no, right now it's because uh, uh, <laughs> right now it's mainly. Um, wheel wheel city heroes uh which is a children's <laughs> channel it's a there's a there's a cop car that keeps the city safe okay. and and carter and i watch it so that he stops screaming for a little bit <laughs> and we get to hang out it's nice oh. on the note of <laughs> that <sounds so> bad. <laughs> segue from no on the note of t channels uh i would say one it seems like ben is, is far more outspoken about this community do you think community. he's t spill <laughs> a lot of people ask this question. There, there was. I was like, well, I was like, well, I know for a fact he's not T-Spill. Or do I? Oh, do you know T-Spill? Do you know for a fact, though? Yes, we hung out. No, that's not. <laughs> it's actually me. She's some Canadian. Uh, She's Canadian. Yeah. That's, that's why I didn't say that. There's only four of you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there's <laughs> so, only four Canadian We're neighbors. No, I... I do regret some some things I've tweeted out in the past, and I've tried to sort of shy away. Like I don't want to be embroiled in in any of that. You don't want to be mean for the sake of being mean, but I understand having an opinion that you want to express because we have a lot of people who listen to us and want to know what we think. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just saying nothing can do a disservice to your fans. Sure, I'm yeah. more on the side of saying nothing just because like I just don't want to cause shit. That's not what sure. I want to do. Um, yeah, you it's, think less about that fact and just, and just say what you want to say. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know where to draw the line between you know legitimate criticism and I think at times maybe we've talked about like or I've talked about specific people as an example of something wrong with you know the culture mm-hmm. of the beauty community or something sure. like that. When really I could have just made that criticism about the community a broader overall. level, but as a consequence, so more people general. think he's yeah. like attacking an individual. Which isn't a nice thing to do, but you were trying to illustrate a broader point, I guess. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to think so. Like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's. We're not in high school. Yeah. The thing that's rough about like even. I'm 31. <laughs> the thing that's I feel like rough of even making it general. And because it, it's such a minefield that then people will see it as not you making a general statement, but subtweeting. And they're yeah, like, well, you're um, obviously talking a, about yeah. this person. That's a good point. And yeah. so, yeah. I, so you can't win. Just stop tweeting. <laughs> yeah, just don't. 
Actually, no, don't. Well, what do you I, I was like, Twitter, though, I feel right? like I said it this the, the first time we all we went to dinner. Uh, I was like, I feel a kinship when when I see your tweets. I'm just like, are you seeing, oh, are I you wouldn't say them? that. I don't like them. Because I know because I know okay. people. So I know people are. No, I uh, I don't have the uh, the uh, what call it the uh, the time to like alternate like uh, different accounts. Switch accounts. Yeah. So yeah. I just I just look and I go. I'll bookmark stuff. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like my my favorite channel for a long time was H three H three, and I think yeah. when they were at their peak, at their best. Not to say what they're doing now isn't Whoa, good. Whoa, deep. That's deep. There was a time at which like, it felt like their content was like the moral barometer of YouTube. And you could oh. count on them to really hmm. call out bad behavior from prominent creators. Hmm. I feel like that's not... I don't know if their influence on the platform was good at the end of the day. Because you have like a ton of reaction channels that are just mean and not really clever. Or mm. like yeah. having that valid or useful criticism Yeah, in their wake. But... I mean, I'm not to say we're anything close to what their influence is in that respect, but like, do we have some sort of obligation when we see other YouTubers behaving badly who are very much in this world and prominent and huge creators on this platform? Do we have some sort of obligation to our audience to, you know, provide that sort of counterpoint? Like to what, what, to what degree do we feel like we should be doing that? Yeah. Mm, that's really, yeah, that's, that's, that's rough because one, it puts you at risk. Mm-hmm. But is it, mm, I don't know. It's, it's I, a weird line. Is it a little easier for us because we're not like fully in this world, right? We're up in Canada. We still have the other job. We're in I Canada. Can, they can't find us. <laughs> I mean, it definitely means we bring a different perspective to it, you know, because, you know, we still work a, a more traditional job and things sure. like that. I feel like, like even with like the demonetization stuff, like I brought up again, like there's so many YouTubers who com complain about demonetization all the time. I'm and I think, that. <laughs> I think they're doing it in like a really cynical way and they would never tell their audiences like how much money they're actually making. Yeah. Right. Like, Sometimes they hide really how good they have it just so they can gain sympathy. And I'm speaking generally like as a trend, I have seen. This. I can't believe you just did the vocal version of a subtweet. I can't believe you <laughs> threw out that shade. No, yeah, I, we see that because we know how much money a lot of, a lot of people, people are making yeah. We, yeah. we could just compare views and we know how much they're making, but yet they're complaining. Like, how am I supposed to put food on the table? And they seek sympathy from their audience. Uh, and it's like, dude, you have millions, <laughs> like, but you're not, you're not open or transparent about that fact with your audience. So your audience just feels sympathy and feels like YouTube is robbing you of everything, which yeah. is far from the truth. Yeah. I think one of the main concerns that I won't complain, I won't shit talk because one, I definitely complain for me. It's always like the suppression or lack of promotion that's sometimes mm -hmm. associated, even though it's two different systems yeah. uh, regarding yeah. monetization and recommendation and, and transparency too. Like I'm not saying that we shouldn't complain about the transparency issues or lack of sure. communication. Of course there's merit to that. Yeah. I'm just thinking specifically of some people who've said that YouTube's going to make them broke or they're going to be on the street when that is so oh. far from the truth. I'm like, I'm trying to go through my catalog. I'm like, I'm not thinking examples. of you. Yeah. I'm not thinking of you. Like, but like, look at any time YouTube tweets or posts something on Instagram, anything Look at all the comments, right? It's a bunch of young kids yeah. freaking out and getting mad at YouTube. Mm. Why are they doing that? It's because the creators they watch and love and respect are telling them that YouTube is fucking them over. Mm. And is that really a fair assessment of what's going on here? It's not that YouTube's perfect. Like we're not coming this from like a hail corporate perspective, right? Sure. But at the same time, I think... I, I said it before, right? Like there's so many people who have become millionaires off this platform that in no other walk of life would probably have come to that same success. How many like DIY girls who are just making their room look cute or like 
you know, making their shirt into a crop top have become millionaires off of this platform. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the counterpoint to it would be that there's still there's a large benefit for YouTube, right? That even if a video has been demonetized, it's still eyeballs that are on the site that hopefully will stay. And it's I get what you're saying, but it's like they want your content to be monetized. Right? Yeah. But I think it's yeah. I don't know. Not Polish Mountain. <laughs> Not that one. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. But yeah. no, it's the long-term health of the platform they care about. If they could monetize every video on the platform, of course they'd do it because that's in their financial interest. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, yeah, to then see it from their point of view, it's anytime there's monetization on something that even remotely shouldn't, they get hit by like the Wall Street Journal. Exactly. They get yeah. hit by. So now yeah. they have to be far more conservative, which I understand like, yeah. from their business perspective that they had to do that. Yeah. I think, yeah, if you're a creator, I don't, even if you have one to 10,000 subscribers, you got to, especially at that point, because you might even be able to do better conversion numbers. Like you need to have some other stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, before, before Hollow Taco, did you guys even do merchandise? Yeah. Oh, you did, did a little, did okay. a, yeah. a ton of merch actually. Yeah. Um, like that's just like, that's such like an important thing. Uh, sponsorships are hard for some people. Too work oh, big really? for me. I think more in beauty, you see that way more like okay. affiliate links. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've always had that for five years after using nail polish products from whether it's Amazon or other companies that okay. I have an affiliate relationship with. I just have a link and I get a small commission. Can the Amazon stuff them. actually move numbers? I've seen people do it. I've never tested it. Yeah, yeah, I use it, but I use it extremely passively. Like I'm sure. never like shop the Amazon link down below. <laughs> no, like, but like I will put my camera equipment. Just say like this mm, is the camera I use. Sure. Here's my, like it's here's affiliate links. Like, it's a small source, but it's it. Yeah, I see people buying like tea mug warmers because of me. Yeah. I have an Amazon like favorites page. You can put it together. So there's like hollow slippers, tea mug warmers, like nail oil on there. And people like buy all that stuff yeah. from, from Amazon because of me. Have you, so. have you searched Amazon to see if there's a cutout of you? A cutout? Wait, Luke, can you do that real quick? Uh, and we'll, we'll see. I, uh, I was randomly Googling my name to see if people were uh, selling because I'm a narcissist yeah. and I was like, do I matter? Um, <laughs> no, to see if people were selling old, old shirts. Uh, cause oh, I, cause nice. I was, cause I was seeing like, it seems like there's this interesting resale market that mm-hmm. was very much, that's very much a part of shoe culture that is being associated with some YouTuber drops. And we never oh. really did drops, but we now have products that are no longer there. So I was sure. like, let me look it up. And I found some, but then <laughs> I found, uh, full size cutouts of me dressed up for the streamies for sale that are completely decent. Well, there's one, I guess that's like this and maybe it's like 20, $30. And then there's a full stand, uh, and fulfill for a hundred bucks. Fulfill. You know what? The deal might be better. I'm not sure. And then I saw some for Felix and then, but I think I was starting to see it's going to be a travesty if it's, if I'm not seeing you guys, I've seen, (gasps) No. What the fuck? No. <laughs> I've seen rip We're not offs a big deal our, enough, man. Yeah. Oh, We're not shut cool. up. I hate you. <laughs> I've seen ripoffs of our merch on Amazon and then Hollow Taco after we sold out after launch, they sold the kit which retailed for $60 for $250 on eBay. All of a sudden, Ooh, they yeah. were there for a while. So yeah, that, that sucked. sucked. Don't buy from eBay. <laughs> well, Amazon too, right? We had, we had to send all these takedown notices because they were ripping off our merch at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because what gosh. happened with Amazon? At one point, it seemed like it was very reliable what sellers were on there. And then I think that's changed at a certain point. I don't know. I, uh, I know that <laughs> I'm only slightly aware of how the system works because, uh, a buddy, I, I I'm very fascinated with, um, when I was growing up, I'd always tune into like 
buy those eBooks that are like, this is how you could turn a profit here. And mm. so like the version that's <laughs> out there, business. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the version that's out there now are all these people that sell people like eBooks or programs around how to drop ship. And so it's why uh-huh. you'll essentially just get a bunch of Alibaba shit yeah. <laughs> uh, on, yeah. on yeah. Amazon. And then, yeah, and you'll get a bunch of garbage. You have some winners, but yeah. But we had such a hard time getting them to take off like the knockoff merch we had, mm-hmm. right? Remember we Cause had Because we weren't an Amazon seller. So uh, they didn't really care. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. Wait, so so wait, did, was your answer to that then to be like, well, we'll put, oh wait, this wasn't a problem with Holo Taco. It was a problem with no, merchandise. No, This is, yeah, just eBay, apparel back in the day. our merch was on Amazon from random third-party sellers in Vietnam, I think, is where they were based. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, shut us down. We'll literally do it again. <laughs> yeah, and they did. Like, there's still some. They're just, it's crazy. Like, there are hundreds of listings. But I think, I think a lot of people, it probably comes back to the thing that you mentioned about Shane of it being about support. Right. Where they'll actually seek it out. Although I would yeah. love to see how much illegal shit is sold. That'd be interesting yeah. if it's like enough to make you go, son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, it was more sad. Like we saw people literally buying those knockoffs and like they were just getting these really shitty shirts. Right. Like it was fake hollow. It was awful. it's it's not the lost money we cared about as much as like some people are like ripping off our fans. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We want to put and then the fans are disappointed. They get this like crappy quality because yeah. their mom thought it was from the right site or something. <laughs> and it was not like I don't want that either. Like other than you to hollow taco is really the thing we're investing energy now. Like we don't really do merch right now. Uh, is that a do you have a team set up now? For that, or is for it merch? We were doing it for a while, but now we're just too focused on the nail polish. That like that's the. Well, I mean, thing. on the nail polish, is it? Have you like oh. hired out a team to 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 make the nail polish? Yeah, yeah. We no, I make par- it in my basement. No, I know, <laughs> I know that you could like have a cosmetics lab and, and all that like yeah. set up. But I mean, is like, is there like a team? Is it like this person's on marketing and this yeah. person's on? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it's there's been growing pains for sure, but sure. like when it it was more successful than we originally predicted so all of a sudden we're having to scale up more than we expected so Mm -hmm. maybe at launch we thought one person could do marketing and something else Mm. all of a sudden it's very clear like we need more people than we originally anticipated right so yeah there are some growing pains there but yeah we have a we're very comfortable with the team we have on it now to the point where she can be more of like just the creative director and sort of oversee things on a more kind of executive level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to like, this is going to be the last two questions. Uh, the first one, um, one of my favorite things is uh, that I found out about Troom Troom because of you guys. <laughs> and I wanted to know, are there other, are there other cringe channels that I'm not aware oh of? Oh my God. So many. <laughs> How many Troom Troom channels are there? Yeah, are you aware? Yeah, like 13 Troom Troom channels. Well, because essentially is, yeah. I mean, is it all just different languages or... Yes, but now they're expanding. Like they have different names, like one, two, three, go and woohoo, I think is another one. It's all the same same actors. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> well, because but they just and they, we're so dumb. We keep watching all of it. It's, it's working. Just promoting it every yeah. time. But yeah. get, uh, I feel like that's like a whole business model. Is oh, like, yeah. oh, this is cringy and weird, and people are gonna. It's like uh, <laughs> having a restaurant that you specifically try to make have a one star review in hopes that social media people will be like, we'll go there. I went. I ate at yeah. the worst restaurant. It's in actually LA. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Five minute crafts is another one that's equally well. This is less cringy and more just like so obviously recycling their own content for mm. profit. Like they put the same videos in different videos and I guess oh, people just yeah. don't notice. So they like <laughs> 10 times their revenue with the same content. Well, I wonder, the same I wonder how many people watching are like return viewers versus just people sporadically yeah. finding their videos so that maybe they're maybe. able to get away with it. I wonder if it's just strategic from a, like you sit your kid in front of an iPad and mm-hmm. they somehow end up in a troom troom loop. I assume that's how they're getting all those views. Maybe. Right? 
He's like, you're not sitting your kid in front of Saturday Where will morning those kids television be in 10 shows years, The kids who are watching Troom Troom on loop. <laughs> Making that. I'm worried for the future. <laughs> but like, it, I think it's like almost thumbnail driven more than the content. Like the content's yeah. crazy too, right? But what they really care about is like, there's so many thumbnails of just like really oversaturated, like a mouth biting into something that it sure. shouldn't be biting or something like that. Is there some reason that like very young children are just clicking on those videos and then it's just auto playing all their other videos? Yeah. It's almost like the the Spider Man Elsa stuff. Yeah, back with in the, the day. giant oh, syringes and Spider Man's butt, or like that. Kind <laughs> God, of stuff. Yeah. but that was clearly like weird. Clicks yeah. was the clear motivation. Like the content didn't matter in those. It was just two weird adults flailing around in spandex for like just over ten minutes. Right. It's very <laughs> just over. It's 10 very minutes. strange that they you would get that success and then think to yourself, it should continue to be incredibly inappropriate and at times predatory, even though it's most likely <laughs> making us. Just crazy amounts of money. Everyone has a different business model. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ruin the children. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have weird nightmares. But we will be rich. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the last question I always try and ask, uh, what's what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone listening that might make uh, their, their life a little less garbage or help them, less you know, garbage. or help them towards, you know, something that they're trying to achieve. I thought you were going to say, like, what's the advice to how to make it on YouTube? Because I think that's a question we get a lot from yeah. people. I was like, uh, try really hard, get lucky. Is that the answer? <laughs> yeah, pretty Thanks. much. And then, and then try and keep up uh, a schedule that doesn't make you slowly go crazy. <laughs> try and stay sane. Good luck. No. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I mean, on the on the YouTube side of things, I think we always whenever you see like these surveys they do of young kids now, it's like 80 percent of them want to be YouTubers. Right. Yeah. First of all, like think of what the world looks like if 80 percent of people have like vlog cams. Uh, that's like some dystopian, uh, you know, that I love. It like that work. would be a good sci It's not possible for 80 yeah. percent of people to be famous YouTubers. Like society would not be balanced. Who's making food? Who's cleaning the streets? Like who's, who's your lawyers? Who's your doctors? It doesn't make sense. No, they're all just vlogging, being a lawyer. Yeah, no. Being a no. <laughs> no, but I think what we tell those people is. You know, like, why are you doing it? Do you want to be a, are you saying, are you saying that? Cause like, you just want to be famous. You want to be rich or famous. Is that what you're asking? Or are you, <laughs> do you care about I'm video up. creation? Do you fair? Yeah. Are you interested in editing videos? Is it something you're passionate about that you want to film and upload to the what internet? What videos would you make? And then a lot of people are like, I don't know yet, but I'll figure it out. And this approach yeah. to life like, always, extends yeah. beyond YouTube, right? Like find something you love doing and do it well and try really hard at it. And usually that will result in something good. And or you will begin to see it as a job and then hate it. <laughs> I think the advice I would give, because I get this question a lot, is especially for young women out there, like how do you balance being like having a serious job, let's say, but also having fun? Because sometimes I get comments saying, does your boss even take you seriously because of the stupid shit you do on the Internet? Like, how could I possibly be perceived as a professional? Right. Hmm. And I just want to show people that like you can have fun outside of your your job or whatever it is you take seriously in life and still be a smart responsible person like you can do both and i get a lot of slack sometimes from people saying like oh this is a dumb nail chick <laughs> just just because i have fun and i i've chosen to make entertaining videos but that sure. doesn't mean like i'm some dumb idiot <laughs> who is <laughs> incapable of writing a, a research paper or whatever it is like people don't really it just kind of sucks. And I see that a lot, especially about women. Like you can't be both. You're either mm. this like, you know, um, like not that intelligent person having fun and trying to make money off people or you are smart. But if you're smart, you can't possibly be that silly at the same time. Right. Yeah. So I think it's important to remind people like you can do both. You can have yeah. fun. 
Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah people definitely like to put others in boxes yeah. <laughs> just to make it one, maybe easier to understand or two, make them feel better about themselves. Cause that's, that was a thing that's that I point. wondered if there's, if it's one, if, maybe if it, if it's just mainly derived from resentment, <laughs> right? A bit of jealousy. Yeah. Like, how is it possible? I'll say that. I don't want you to yeah. have to say it. <laughs> no, no. I think we would say it. I mean, we see, yeah, we, we see the hate comments and stuff too. I, I feel like her audience, her comment section is pretty clean. Actually. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm, very, I'm very lucky. I'm, I don't have that many hate comments. Yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm very lucky. <laughs> there was a time that, yeah, we would get a lot of it or you should yeah. get a lot of accusations of like, oh, you're just trying to be Jenna Marbles. You're just trying to oh, be really? someone else. And I feel like women often just get compared Com- to compared else. to other women. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys. That, that's a horrible note to go out on, <laughs> but that's where we're at. Just it. be kind to others. Yeah. Uh, also that. Unless you want to shit post or just Twitter. don't be a sad person on Facebook whose life is like, you know, writing essays about how much you don't like an internet personality. <laughs> I'm like, every time you say something like that, I'm like, what's the specific thing that you're talking about? I'm so intrigued. We'll talk off camera. If you take me to the cheesecake factory, we'll, we'll talk about whatever That's you want. That's where Ben will s- spill more tea. Yeah. For the next, yeah, for the next month when I'm saying, when I'm saying, uh, a source said, <laughs> it's just it's Ben. ben. <laughs> it's just Ben. Thank you guys for, for doing this. Thank you for oh, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this was fun.